Welcome back to another episode of the Lads Podcast. Um, this is Nick. We're going to go over week 13 in the NFL. Another review per usual. Um, like I said, this is Nick. This is AJ. And yeah, we're going to kick it off, AJ. Pretty obscure week. Some things went as planned. Some things didn't. Um, but I think the craziest thing that happened this NFL week was actually the last game. Um, we can start there. Patriots, Bills, Patriots win 14 to 10. AJ, this was such a weird game to watch based off of the circumstances and how the game itself played out. Um, what are your yeah. thoughts? So, so for, for those who didn't watch the game, uh, the Patriots-Bills game was on Monday night, and there was wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour with uh, snow falling down in some points of the game. So my thoughts of the game is it's such a weird game that it's hard to judge both teams on what really happened. But what I got from it is the Patriots can play in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. And the Bills had no – way of stopping it seemed like the run and they knew the run was coming as Mac Jones threw three through three times the whole game for 18 three and the the Bills just couldn't stop it and then the Bills also moved the ball pretty well I was surprised by their offense the way the the um, conditions were they're not known to be running team they threw the ball a little more they they just couldn't pull it out yeah, I mean, Josh Allen had 10 times the amount of uh, passing attempts than Mac Jones, which is an insane stat to think of in-game. But I think it really just came down to really how every good offensive NFL team should be, and that's use the run to open it up for the throw. And in this case, the run was so good that the Patriots didn't even need to throw. I mean, Damian Harris looked incredible. He averaged 11 yards a carry yesterday and had some hamstring-like mess-up. And um, Ramondre Stevenson had 80 yards almost. He had 78 mm-hmm. yards to be exact. But, yeah, I, I just don't get the, the point of the view of the Bills. Why not stack the box, add an extra deep of lineman, add an extra linebacker or something, and dare Mac Jones to throw that ball? It just doesn't make sense to me. But fair play. The, the Patriots' offense line looked really, really good. And their defensive line looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it was just you knew what was happening every single play, that it was just going to be a run, and somehow the Bills can stop it. But like you said, when they stacked the box the first time, and then Jordan Poyer was the only guy to stop Damian Harris, Damian Harris makes the cut, and he's gone for a 70-yard touchdown. So I feel like that kind of played into the Bills defensively thinking, okay, we just got gashed. And that was in the first quarter, so it was like the rest of the game, let's just play a little bit more safe. And, yeah, that opened it up a little bit for the rest <laughs> to have, like, jumbo package every single time. And then, yeah, it wasn't an obscure game. But Patriots first in the AFC, so I guess we can uh, – yeah. But like you said, I don't know really what to take from that game, which team really is better. Yeah, just uh, – I don't think the what – I mean, the weather could conditions could be like that in the playoffs for I'm, – I'm assuming both teams make the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see. And they play again – each other again in two weeks. So we'll – well, I think we'll have a more fair judgment of both teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, let's go back to the Thursday night game where we had Dallas versus New Orleans. 
Um, this game was pretty straightforward. It was Taysom Hill's first game of the year starting. Uh, threw four picks, but three of those picks came within a matter of like five. All in the same plays. quarter, yeah, yeah. So. It was after those picks. It was kind of deflating for the Saints. The Saints are just beat up. Um, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on the What are your thoughts on the Cowboys' offense right now? I mean, I feel like it is what it is. It's kind of been what it's always been. CeeDee Lamb had a good game. Tony Pollard had a good game. Zeke had only 13 carries, which is like an, an off week, I would almost say, for him, like a rest week. Um, what, she, what, she needs, what she needs, I, th- I feel, as I we agree. previously talked about. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, with Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, people like that going out, you definitely makes you think twice if you want to push your star running back 20 carries a game. Just don't know if it's worth it. But I think the Cowboys are cruising. And and, the, and they also went up a pretty against a pretty good defense. Uh, the, the problem with the Saints, obviously, is their offense. They have so many injuries. Their quarterbacks are hurt. Their running backs are hurt. It's just they have no flow on the offense. It's it's hard for them, and I feel bad for that defense. As we've previously said, that defense has been – playing really well it's just yeah their their offense is banged up can't really say yeah, much more about a, the Saints this is a tough game for the Saints defense when you and, and Taysom Hill gets hurt time. in this game he hurts his finger and that leads to probably some of the picks you're seeing we saw so mm-hmm. next game uh Colts Texans Colts absolutely steamroll I think this was kind of the yeah this is kind of what we thought would happen Jonathan Taylor proves another week that he's an MVP candidate yeah, he ran 32 times, 32 attempts with two touchdowns and 143 yards. I This must have been such an easy game for Carson Wentz. He went 16 for 22 and 158. When you hand the ball 32 times and win 31-0, you're just on cruise control the whole time. I mean, as a Dolphins fan, as a Dolphins fan, you just can't help but think, what if Tua had an O-line and a running back like that? Well, that's another day for another story. But Colts Cruz and this one's Texans. We know the Texans are down. Tyrod gets hurt again. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's, it's just terrible. a broken season yeah. for them. It's a terrible season for them. Moving on to probably the biggest surprise of the week: the Lions getting their first win. Woo! <laughs> so I, uh, I cheer for the Lions, man. I I feel bad for that organization. Feel bad for the fans coming from a, another not so great organization. I respect their dedication as Lions fans. Me too. I mean, with the lack of uh, talent that they have on this roster, somehow beating the Vikings with Jamal Williams as your leading rusher and Amon Ross St. Brown as your leading receiver. I mean, last second throw, touchdown. The the Lions more than deserve this. The amount of heartbreak that they've had this entire year to only have one win and And, one tie. (laughs) <laughs> and and in all fairness, the, the the Vikings were down Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen for most of the game. So, but still, is do you what do you think about Mike Zimmer? Is is he on the hot seat? Um, I would probably say yeah. I mean, he's got enough talent. I understand that Dalvin was hurt, and like you said, Thielen got hurt in game. But Alexander Madison has been pretty good filling in. Justin Jefferson's a pro bowler. Tyler Conklin has a low key turned it on now towards the end of the year as well. And Kirk Cousins is, I mean, and I would say an above average, a solid quarterback in the he was, NFL. He was 75% completion rate, 340 yards and two touchdowns. And you don't win the game. 
I just it's just a little confusing to me with the talent that team has and Mike and what Mike Zimmer Zimmer has produced from this team so far. It's five and seven with some pretty bad losses. It's just confusing to me. I think he deserves to be on the hot seat. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you just can't help but think that that roster, offensively at least, defensively they they're pretty eh. solid defensively. That 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 also bothered me. That play calling down the stretch, they just they played prevent for like nope. Did you see the Did you see the touchdown in the end zone? Yeah, yeah. they're playing they're playing four yards off the guy in the end zone. Like, why are you playing that soft of defense? <laughs> the last play of the game, it just makes no sense to me. It seemed they played the same coverage for the entire drive, and it was. It seemed like Jared Goff was like, "Okay, I'll take ten here. I'll take fifteen here. And, I'll take seven here." And they just and kept that's, giving. And it. that's all Jared Goff can do. So, exactly. like, why not dare him to throw it a little further? I don't know. It was just really bad defense on that last drive. Right, Vikings deserve to lose it. I'm yeah. just glad the Lions figured out to win finally. Same. But um, AJ, let's move on to the Giants-Dolphins game. We were pretty happy about this. Defense continues to turn it up. Tua continues to play incredible football, um, not making those stupid mistakes like he did at the beginning of the year. Uh, the run game is still non-existent, but having Devontae Parker come back was good. Jalen Waddle continues to do his thing, and Gasicki also continues to do his thing. Yeah, uh, I like to mention the, the rookies on the Dolphins. Uh... All uh all time leading record uh for Jalen Phillips for the Dolphins franchise with eight and a half sacks in his rookie year and Waddle with the most receptions for a rookie in Dolphins franchise history with eighty five. Uh, these rookies are really starting to come into their own. Um, it shows on both ends of the ball since they play on different ends of the ball. Crazy, right? Um, but we can really see an improvement from both these guys, and it's 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 really exciting to see from them. Yeah, I mean, I have to say. These records are being put in week 13. I know we have an extended season, but Jalen Wild could even break the all-time record. I think Anquan Bolden has it with like 104 catches or 102. I mean, Jalen Waddle just needs games like this, nine catches, eight catches, seven catches, and he'll get there. But yeah. I don't really care about records that much. Defense continues to look good. Xavier Howard proving why he's the highest-paid corner week after week. I mean, Javon Holland's also coming into his own as a uh, rookie safety as well. I'd like to give him a shout out. Yeah, I mean, he's really proving that he's a ball hawk. I mean, that's kind of what we thought Draft he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Jalen Phillips as well. Defense overall looking good. But and, um, on, and on the other side of the ball with the Giants, they're they're almost the same story as the Saints. Their offense is just completely banged up. Uh, I I mean, they get uh. Kenny Galladay back. They get Saquon back who's been back for his second week. But then they lose Daniel Jones this week and send out Mike Lennon, who actually, in my opinion, didn't play too bad for, mm-hmm. for Mike Lennon. He did throw that pick, but he he kept them in the game with some pretty good uh, third and long throws. Yeah, I mean, I always – I have this uh, saying. It's a cliche saying, but the best ability is availability. And you can tell that with the Giants when you have guys like Sterling Shepard, Kadarius, Tony. Kenny Galladay and Saquon that have been in and out the entire year, Daniel Jones as well. How can you f- create a culture and have continuity when you literally don't have half of your playmakers every single week? It seems like I know it would be, I would be really interested to see what their offense would be like if fully healthy. And right again, well, they don't really have that good of an offensive line either. So yeah, that, that it's almost the same situation as the saints. Just, yeah. They're the Giants. 
I mean, when you look at their defense, they do have playmakers as well. Like yeah, Logan Ryan, Leonard Williams, Xavier McKinney. They were missing a Dory Jackson this game as well. So. Mm-hmm. James Bradbury as well. I mean, the defense doesn't seem to be the problem. So. No. Yeah. But let's continue, AJ. Um, what's the next game that we got on tap? This would be Bucks falcons The Bucks uh, come out with another win. This was pretty standard. Tom Brady continues to prove that he's the greatest of all time. Throws for an easy 368, four touchdowns and a pick. He did make that mistake with that pick in the last uh, nine seconds of the first half with that pick six. Uh, the not, pick six wrong. from his own four. <laughs> yeah, nothing much to say that the Bucks are rolling again. They found their groove. They found out. I mean, I was actually surprised Brady threw 51 times in this game, which is kind of insane. When, mm-hmm. when the way they just beat the Colts by running the ball straight down their throats. Um, but yeah, they're on, they're doing this all without Antonio Brown as well. It seems so easy for them. It's, it's Tom Brady-esque. It's really good. <laughs> so AJ, I have a question for you. When Leonard Fournette went to from the Jags to the Bucks, I was like, okay, he's going to kind of do a timeshare. He might be a little washed. Mm. Is Leonard Fournette playing better than he ever has right now? He – what's separated him from him from now than his previous year since he's catching out of the backfield. And we mm. can see that because the, the Bucks brought in Giovanni Bernard to be the third down back to catch passes out of the backfield. And now you don't even hear from Giovanni Bernard because – Leonard Fournette's filling that role perfectly fine. Tom Brady's starting to trust him to catch the ball. He had another receiving touchdown today, and he's running as hard as he ever has. And then when you bring Rojo on for the seven runs he has, he's running as hard as he ever has because he's nice and fresh. It's just a really good combo right now. But, yes, I would say Leonard Fournette's playing the best out of his career just because he can catch the football now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, with the Falcons, it's another Cordero Patterson game. It's kind of been what it's been all year. Nothing too crazy, but um, yeah, I guess we can move on to the next game. The Eagles versus the Jets. The Eagles, Gardner Minshew returns. Miles Sanders has his best game of the year, puts up 120 rush yards. Um, Dallas Goddard, two touchdowns on six catches, buck 05. Um, I don't know. I was, this, I was this... really impressed the way the Jets came out in the first half, though. They were going toe-for-toe toe with the Eagles. And, of course, they're on there. I think, I don't know how, they're on, they add a new kicker. He misses both extra points, and then you don't see the kicker for the rest of the game. I mean, it's just a typical Jets thing, I feel like. They, they start off really well, and they miss both extra points, and then they miss the two-point conversion after not wanting to give the kicker another chance. It's just classic Jets. But the first half, they came out firing. I was impressed by that. And then second half, they came out as the Jets. Yeah, I mean, Elijah Moore looks good. It feels like Corey Davis seems to be one of the most overpaid receivers. He's out for a year again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what you always see with the Jets. It seems like every year they're overpaying someone. You think they're good, and all of a sudden they go to New York, and it's just, boom. Oh, I mean, Corey Davis is like the Devontae Parker, basically. They have one good year in their final year, their contract. They get signed, and then they both just get hurt all over Mm again. Yeah, yeah. And not wrong. the way to fix that is not have them as your number one, I guess. And it's working in Miami as we see that Devontae Parker had a pretty solid game with Jalen Waddell being the number one. And, I mean, Elijah Mar- Moore starting to come into his own. So, we'll see next year, I guess. Mm-hmm. AJ, next game, Cardinals-Bears. Are the Cardinals the best team in the NFL right now? Do you, do you, what do you think 
they are th- as a threat in the playoffs. The Cardinals are. I mean, personally, I think they're right now. Are they the a Super complete... Bowl? Are they a Super Bowl contender in your mind? Are they? They. You see them definitely a contender. I see them going to the NFC Championship and playing the Bucks, and I think the Bucks win. But I wouldn't be too surprised if the Cardinals won that. So I definitely think they're Super I mean, Bowl contenders. We, we see we see Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins come back in this game, and they connect immediately on the first drive of the game, scoring a touchdown <laughs> on the fourth and two. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just Kyler, he only threw 15 times, and that's all you have to do. I mean, it was a really bad weather day there as well, so don't I don't want to take away from that. But when you have James Conner rushing for 75 yards and then Kyler Mur- Murray rushing 10 times for 60 yards – with two touchdowns, Kyler doesn't really need to throw it. And there's so many options on the field for the Arizona offense, it feels like now, that it's going to be hard for defenses to stop this with Kyler Murray at the helm. The key for that, it seems for me, is this defense is good, man. They picked off Andy Dalton four times. And it's like, I don't know. This defense was so slept on going into the year, and they're arguably a top I, – I mean, I would say they're a top three defense right now in the NFL. For sure, for sure. And, and of course, J.J. Watt's out for the season again. It seems like he's always out for the season as well. But when he was playing, they were they were playing really well, and they're still playing really well. So, um, and, and they're having – and they have home field advantage for the moment. So, that's also a big deal coming up for the playoffs. So, we'll see what happens because I don't like them traveling if they have to play green, at Green Bay or at a cold environment like that. But, they again, they proved it against the Bears, but it's the Bears. Right. I mean, for me personally, it seems like there's always a team that gets to the Super Bowl their first time trying. I mean, you've seen it with the Rams and the Niners the last few years. And I don't know. I just could I could definitely see the Cardinals somehow pulling up in there. Um, Bears, I'll give an honorable mention. David Montgomery keeps doing his thing when he's healthy. But besides that, the rest of the Bears in general, just a shambles. Yep. Jakeem Grant also had a pretty solid game. We'll give him some credit as a former Dolphin. Yeah, and that right there is how they're in a shambles when you have to give Jakeem Grant a shout-out. Uh, but let's move on to this next game, Chargers-Bengals. Chargers put a whooping on the Bengals. Joe Mixon, one of the ugliest fumbles I've ever seen in my life, literally gives the ball to the Chargers for a fumble six. Um, that was the same with the Jamar Chase pick. That was that was also a really yeah. bad pick by him. He's, he had a wide-open touchdown, and he, he catches the ball and then throws it over his shoulder for a pick, basically. <laughs> It was like, oh, my gosh. Somehow bobbles it, and, yeah, the pick just happens. It was a game of – it was a game of – I don't know how I want to word this, but two two games in one almost because the Chargers get out to a really early lead. They go up 24-0. to The Bengals fight back all the way to 24-22, and then the Chargers outscore the Bengals 17-0. And, yes, you could probably point to that fumble by Joe Mixon as one of the worst fumbles we've seen this year as the as the changing board because they're driving down the field down two and he gives up that fumble six and it's kind of the game but what are your thoughts on burrow and herbert both uh sophomore quarterbacks right so that was kind of the whole hype like who is better and whatnot um i mean joe burrow just kind of seems to throw a crap load of picks i mean like i like that like i said that jamar Chase pick is hard to put against him as he was wide open. He hits him in stride and he just throws it over his shoulder, basically. 
Yeah, I understand that, but it just seems like Joe Burrow is always making one really bad throw once a weekend. Seems to cost him. I mean, he's got 23 touchdowns and 14 picks. That doesn't really scream efficient, and I don't know. But like you said, Justin Herbert hasn't been doing that great either, but this game he did really well, and on the season for him, he's had 27 touchdowns and 11 picks. So I would still say too close to call on this, but, I mean, Justin Herbert just beat him beat Joe Burrow this time. So right. so both these teams are seven and five. Uh assuming they make the playoffs, what are what are the chances they have of going deep into the playoffs, both these teams? I think the Chargers have a better chance purely because of the playmakers, I feel like are more ready for the playoffs than the Bengals are right now. I, I will give the Bengals I think the Bengals have a really secretly good defense out there. I mean they gave mm-hmm. up they give up 41 points so it's really hard to say that they played a pretty good defense a game but I like the way their defense is coming in except this game uh, it's hard it's hard when a fumble six happens and a bunch of freaky stuff happened this game I felt like but I'd watch out for this that Bengals defense and uh, wide receivers around T. Higgins also caught my eye this game. T. Higgins really starting to come in the form uh, from the player that we thought he was going to be in college. Nine receptions, 138 yards, and a touchdown. That's really good game, man. Yeah, I mean, that whole receiving core seems to be solid and will continue to be for the next few years. Um, But moving on, AJ, uh, this game, pretty lopsided. Rams-Jaguars, 37-7. to Rams without... Uh, Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle carries the load. He drops 121 rush yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, eight catches, 129 and a touchdown. Uh, this was just kind of what I expected from this game. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the the Rams have been beating up on the opponents they have should be, and they struggle against the opponent opponents that are higher in the NFC. So. I'm still a little concerned for the Rams. I know they won 37-7, but it's the Jags. The Jags have nothing going on for them this year. Um, they might be worse than the Jets. They probably are worse than the Jets. They're, they're. I mean, imagine being in the AFC South with the Texans and the and the Derrick Henryless Titans and the Jags. I mean, yeah, the Colts really got it easy. That's they really sure. do. But they they play they play they play playoff football. I'll give the Colts that. So Colts are mm-hmm. in the team, but I'm not completely sold on the Rams yet either. Yeah, I'm not either. Like you said, they lost to the Packers that game. I don't know. They just need a little bit more seasoning. Matthew Stafford seems to make that one really bad mistake here and there. So we'll see. But they're a playoff team. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. Next game, Washington versus the Raiders. I mean. Taylor Heineke got the Washington football team playing some good football. This is weird. Putting them in a playoff spot. Yeah. Crazy to think about that. Tyler Taylor Taylor Heineke is leading the Washington football team into a second uh, wild card spot right now, which Mm -hmm. is kind of insane. Uh, Their defense is starting to come in form just as we expected. They started off really slow, but now they're they're starting to click. And um, they're getting healthy. Antonio Gibson had another good running game. It's it's looking good for the 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 team right now. Now this week they play the Dallas Cowboys. This this could be a turning point in the season. If if the team beats the Cowboys, they have a legitimate chance of claiming the number one spot in the NFC East, in my opinion. What do you what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on, on this? Um well yeah, I agree. But do I think that they're gonna beat Dallas? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, if they beat them, I agree. They're definitely in the thick of it. But I just think Dallas in almost every single facet is uh, um, miles ahead. Yeah, The defense, even I would say, even Dallas, regardless how bad they've been against the run, I still think they're a better defense as of right now than the football team. So say the football team loses this week against the Cowboys. What are their what are their playoff chances looking like in your opinion? I mean the NFC has been terrible. So I would say they still got a good shot. And I mean they're... So this is this is uh uh the team's remaining schedule. Dallas this week, then they play at Philly, then at Dallas, then home to Philly, then at the Giants. All NFC East teams. So this stretch is coming the stretch coming is really important for the the team and it starts with this week against the the boys yeah i mean even if they lose both games against the cowboys they can still finish with a uh above 500 record if they win the games they have to against the eagles and and the giants and nine and eight is looking pretty good in the nfc right now It, it really is so they definitely got a chance but the raiders i just feel bad for Derek carr when you look at the names he's throwing to hunter renfro josh jacobs foster moreau brian edwards zay jones deshaun jackson it's like Give this guy some help. He's a beast. He is so he, slept on. Like, he, if he had, if he had some weapons, same coach, some continuity, he could be in the MVP conversation. He's that talented. He's he just, really yeah. It's 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 really bad to see. I I wish him better. Moving on, Steelers Ravens. Steelers kind of eke this one out. Uh, how did Mark Andrews not catch it? Um, yeah. Lamar, another another deadlift. With little to no help running the ball. I mean, 52 yards from Devontae Freeman is almost a good game for the running game. Um, I mean, I, I still have my concerns about Lamar. There were some throws he made that were questionable. There were some throws that he made that he should have probably had. Um, his decision-making is a little sketchy at times. And sometimes I think, like, his athleticism hurts him. Like, he can think he thinks he can do everything. And sometimes that, that just, like, one bad pass – that one bad pick just kind of hurts them. Um, but he's with that being said, he's Lamar, so he can pull anything out of a hat usually. So Right. I mean, AJ, with you saying that, they're one play away from being nine and three. I know. It's crazy to think about. And don't and but they've been in so many close games this year. So that's my worry about them coming to playoff time. They've been in so many close games. They haven't looked good against bad teams. They haven't looked good against good teams. They're pulling them out, which is a win's a win, I guess. But I'm still a little shaky on the Ravens, especially yeah, I mean, Marlon Humphrey being out for the year. That's what that I was just Humphrey. about to say. That secondary started out decimated and is just even getting even more decimated. So we'll see how this plays out towards the end of the year. The Steelers kind of have a playoff chance. That was their playoff lives right there. Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson has a hell of a game. Um, besides that, no one else really stood out. But on the defensive side, on the other hand, you got Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. TJ Watt with three Watt and a half so good, sacks. Man. He is so good. He is worth every penny that they gave him. He might have just won himself defensive player of the year with that game. Three and a half sacks. Minka throwing or catching another pick. Dolphins should have never let go of him. The Steelers' defense is what we thought they were. So we'll see yeah. if they can carry it. They'll be interesting to see what happens with them coming down to the playoffs. I, I know they're – let me look at the schedule real quick. Their schedule for the remaining five games is Minnesota, Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland, and Baltimore. So they don't have the easiest mm-hmm. of the schedules. Yeah, so that's pretty it'll, tough. It'll be interesting to see if they 
I think if they do make the playoffs somehow, they they might have a chance with with that schedule. If they come out on top, they might have, they might be coming in hot, get some pretty good teams. So we'll see what happens with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they'd probably be banged up in my opinion after playing opponents like that. No really time to rest, so we'll see. But moving on, AJ, Seahawks 49ers. The Seahawks win their first game in, I don't know, it felt like five years. But uh, Russell Wilson, 30 for 37, 231, two touchdowns. This is kind of what we expected. He, he looked a lot more like Russell Wilson after returning from that injury. He looked Russell Wilson-esque. He looked comfortable back there. I mean, he he's having some uh, running back issues at the moment, so that's also not helping him at the moment, right now. I mean, yeah. they, score, they score on a fake punt, seventy three yards. They they need to pull that out to win games. It's I still don't have full trust in that offense. I mean, they're four and eight. They're not going anywhere in the playoffs with that division. So I'm just happy the 49ers lost for the Dolphins pick. To be mm, honest, I agree. I mean, Niners without Debo. or Josh Kittle. George Kittle has one of the best games of the year. I think probably the best game of the year. But then after that, you see second leading receiver Brandon Ayuk had 55 yards. Kyle Juszczyk has 21 yards receiving. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like without Debo, the whole offense kind of seemed a little bit eh, not as good because he's such a versatile Swiss Army knife. Yep. Yeah, he's he he runs that offense basically. He's the ignition for that offense. So it'll be interesting to see how the 49ers rebound with uh Debo coming back hopefully next week. Yep. And the last game, uh Chiefs Broncos. This was on Sunday night. Uh when I saw the Chiefs get out to an early lead, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to sleep. This isn't worth it to watch. The Broncos are just so Oh, I mean, just so frustrating but, and boring what, to watch. What, I know what there, there was like an 11 play drive, maybe where they convert two fourth downs. They're driving down the field. It's like 11 minute drive. And then they come up short on a fourth and two and they get nothing for it while in field goal range. It's just like, that's just like a classic Broncos offense this season story. They, they go on 11 minute drive and they do nothing with it. Their, their defense is playing well. And, and then the Teddy, and then Teddy throws a pick six to, at the end of the game to close out the game for them. It's just, yeah, their offense just so boring to watch. Really is. If you want to make someone a fan of the NFL, the last team that you show them is the Denver Broncos. But, I mean, but, it's just, it's it's like you, it's uh, it's just I'm at a loss for words. It's like I rather splash myself with boiling hot water than watch the garbage that they are doing just of how slow it is there's no dynamic plays i feel so bad for javante williams who has the best game of his career and it seems like what nine points to offer oh it's just painful with one of those touchdowns being a garbage time touchdown yeah it's but that's what that's what you get as vic fangio as your coach i guess like he's one of those football coaches defensive mindset and just wants no mistakes on the offensive end just consistent offensive Three-yard play every every first down, three-yard play every second down, get in the third and short, and maybe fourth and short, maybe convert, maybe not convert, and then just give it right back to the defense. It's, mm-hmm. it's painful, yes. Put AJ, that. the Chiefs seem to be playing some pretty good defense now all of a sudden. I mean, Patrick Mahomes threw for 184 and a pick, didn't have the best game, but it seems like their defense has kind of stepped up. Their defense is what's caused them the, the last month to play – a lot better than they have been. Their their defense has been igniting this team. 
they've been almost leading this team. I mean, you're never going to doubt Patrick Mahomes, but he had he was 15 for 29, almost 50% completion percentage. It's just not a typical Mahomes year, I guess. I don't know what's up with him. Um, I mean, the leading receiver is three, three receptions for 60 yards. I know it was windy that day, but still, you expect more from Patrick Mahomes. You know what this reminds me of? is when we criticized Brady and we were like, oh, Brady's having a down year. Playoffs come around. Brady absolutely wrecks and picks everyone apart. I'm starting to get the same vibe from Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's had 25 touchdowns and 12 picks. Not the best. That's less than Justin Herbert. But it's like, I think they somehow always figure out a way during playoff time to figure it out. And I have faith in Andy Reid. So... So, who's your top – before we go, who's your top team in the AFC? Who's your top team in the NFC right now? Um, It's tough to not say the Bucks just because of the talent they have and the way that the, Tom Brady is playing in the NFC. In the AFC, it's a little bit more jagged. Uh, you have you have three teams at 8-4 and four and the Patriots at 9-4. and four. I would still say the Chiefs just because I've seen the Chiefs do it. And I haven't seen any other team in this hunt – that is this young do it. So but just I would, purely I would, also, I would agree with both of those statements. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really have any much to add to that. So well yeah, I guess that'll do it from us then, AJ. <laughs> All right. Well, it's pretty good another pod. Um, I guess we'll we'll have another one coming out within the next few days. We'll figure oh, out something to Yeah, hope about. hope you guys enjoyed. Please uh like and uh subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Subscribe and we'll catch you next. AJ, catch you later. Peace. Catch you on the catch you on the flip side.